0: But you want to build a house. Welcome to the podcast by Terra Homes. I'm Scott Daly and I'm here with my host Jackie Kowaleski. What's going on? And today we're going to talk about new houses. Well that's shocking. Sure and That's are. kind of everyday isn't it? Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> right. It is People but I like it. Oh again.
1: Thanks. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Next. Skip. Th- now don't skip this episode. We have a lot of Informative things to talk to you about. So we're going to talk through the actual process. What to expect? Maybe we couldn't really come up with a good title for this. So whatever it's titled in the app that you're listening at, um, that that came later. Yeah. Um, but basically, we're going to say, you know, here's what to expect. Here's here are the steps of construction. Here's how to understand. And so this is almost like you're you've decided you're going to build a new house. And so this is sort of managing those expectations of of the experience through when you are deciding until Mm -hmm. you actually move in.
1: Right. Right. People have a general idea on how a house is built, but there's still a lot of mystery to it. And, you know, high stakes, large investment. You want to know what's going on. Right. Um, So I think this is a, this episode is going to be really helpful for most people.
0: Very informative. And to kick it all off, we need to start off with this idea of trust, okay? So, lesson number one, trust your builder, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, this is the the story that goes. So, I I recently went on a vacation to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, Mexico, with my wife. Uh, And we had a lot of fun. It's very sunny there. And it's a good chance to just get away. But my wife and I have different ideas about things to do. My wife loves adventure. Mm-hmm. And I'm more of the guy that likes to read adventurous books. Nerd. Kind of a nerd. Kind of a homebody. And my wife is like, let's get out and do fun things. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, let's not. Right? So we have this tension. And then so th- then you take the other thing is I like to go... Fishing. Mm-hmm. I'm not any good at it. I don't like seem to go catching very often, but I go fishing. <laughs> That's and That's interesting. It is interesting because I have found that getting a fish to bite whatever you're trying to get them to bite is hard. Okay. At least for me. Someone's laughing right now because they're very good at fishing and I'm very not. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> we're, so we cut these deals. So we're in Cabo and I said Cabo is very famous for their fishing. Um, but there's a lot of things to do. It's a huge tourist destination. And so we, we, we bargain. So we did two things that were uh, fun kind of off the resort property where we were staying as we went fishing, deep sea fishing, which I okay. thought was a lot of fun. We also went on one of these high ropes, zip line courses.
1: Ooh, see that is, that's where it's at.
0: That is a great place to die.
1: It, but did you?
0: I did not, okay. but, but I contemplated my death the entire time.
1: <laughs> what a great couple hours. Right?
0: So I am a terrified of heights. Okay. Just hate that. I mean, great. being five feet off the ground, I'm panicking. Perfect so, activity for you. Perfect. And my wife right. knows this, and she cares not a whit. <laughs> That's great. That is great. And so so we went and 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 we go and so interestingly enough the reason how this is is any relevant is when you are on a high ropes course zipline you are in a uh, a relatively intense situation where you need to put your faith in somebody else right i'm counting on that nice Young lady, or that nice young man that is whipping around and undoing and redoing carabiners at at a at an uncomfortably fast pace right, right? because yeah. they do that all day well i'm not there mm-hmm. all day and I'm just looking down, and I know that the acceleration rate of gravity in a vacuum and I'm looking at the space and realizing <laughs> that you know they're going to clean me up with a sponge if this doesn't go well right and so i uh I think that to me is an issue and so I manage uh, my fear. Uh, I manage to get through all this. And one of the ways I do it is I just am scared. But the other way is is you kind of trust that, hey, these people know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing, and I'm going to have to trust them. I'm just going to have to trust that these people are going to do the right thing and that at the end of this I'm going to get back on the bus, right. margarita in hand, and go back to my resort in 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 largely the same condition up whereupon I left. So
1: well, you made it because you're here. I made so. it,
0: and and it was not as awful. My wife likes to mock me, you know, because they'll give you like two ways you can go. Like so, there's the gutsy way on this next obstacle, and then there's the wimpy way. But they don't, you know. And so she'll be like, "You don't have to do the." The cool the, one. And, uh, that and I'm going to do. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly how that... And so then I'm doing it. And then I'm even more <laughs> scared. Because I guess I'm more afraid of looking like a wimp than I am of heights. Gosh,
1: pride is such a... Stupid such a, thing. It's a hard thing. So, But yep. there's a
0: level of trust. And so this is a funny self-deprecating uh, story to basically... The first thing before we start talking about the process, and we're going to zoom through all that, is, look, you need to trust your builder. Because I would say there's three things you have to understand about building a new house. One, it is complex. Two, it is expensive. And three, it is imperfect. Mm -hmm. And that's a really just honest look. First of all, it's complex because there's a lot of different things that have to happen to a structure for it to, to go from a vacant lot to a finished house you can move into. Mm -hmm. it's expensive. If you've been pricing out houses, new construction is expensive. This is where hundreds of thousands of dollars is going to get spent building your house. And the second thing is imperfect. It's done by people. People aren't perfect. And the way you manage those three realities of new home building in in kind of an umbrella sense, I would say is you trust your builder. So you trust them that they have the experience to do a complex manufacturing process, uh, that they have the experience to... Um, manage that expensive process th- from start to finish. And three, that even if they have to confront their own imperfections in the house that you trust them to come back right. uh, and deal with them because there is warranty. Warranty is a thing you think, Oh, I'm going to move into my house and it's done. I'm never going to talk to my builder again. It's probably not the case. So you're in, in this relationship, there's a lot of money there's a lot of pressure. And I think for people, there's a lot of stress because they don't know what should be going on in their house. And right. so you you go out, so your house is under construction and you, and you go out there and you look at some stuff and you don't really know what you're looking at and you don't really know if what you're looking at is what you should be looking at. But what you do know is you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and hopefully you if you trust your builder, you're going, well, I don't really know what I'm looking at, but exactly they know yeah. what they're doing. And so what we yeah. want to try to do with the rest of our time today is break down some of the processes so that maybe you have a little bit more of an idea of what you're looking at and whether you're looking at something that is managed well or it's not managed well. But if you don't trust your builder, if, if and I will, I will be done with this, but you know, if you're sitting across from whoever the representative of that company is and you don't trust them, don't, Build with them. Don't. That's fair. Because you're going to be miserable. And look, most people have intuition and say, they're, you know, these are essentially decent, honest people or these are not. And home building's like everything else. There's great, honest people that know what they're talking about and there's crooks because that's every business and this business isn't any different. And if you have the gut that says, hey, I'm sitting across from something that ain't right, walk away. Walk away. So, okay, so let's start talking through the process. And so Jackie's got a big list. I do. And she's going to try to keep me on
1: message. Right. Well, I'm excited because this is sort of an exercise for me, too. So I'm going to learn a little bit as well. Hopefully. We're
0: all learning together. We're all
1: learning together. New
0: construction with Jackie. Here we go.
1: I like that. Let's change it. No?
0: As long as we can keep the cartoon you that you love. Mm. You can call it whatever you want.
1: Mm, Moving on. Moving on. All right, we're going to start with... Structure. Or I guess maybe we should talk about we're breaking down structure, systems, finishes, and commissioning.
0: Right. So we kind of took the process in in four very large categories.
1: And they will all make sense to you soon, hopefully.
0: Right. So let's talk about the structure.
1: Site prep.
0: So the first thing that's going to happen is you have a a lot. You're going to build a house that's going to go on a piece of ground.
1: Hope so. Uh,
0: that I- if it's wooded, it's going to get cleared. If okay. it's not wooded, it's going to get prepped so you can put a foundation on it. Uh, there are going to be stormwater controls that are put in, usually silt fence around the property so that there's no runoff, uh, nothing damages the environment. An entrance so you can get out the property with construction equipment. Um, this is really, these are the first steps that you're going to see in starting the building process. Right. So.
1: Okay, so you see like little stakes and stuff in the little ground. Little stakes, that's right. We need, we need English for people. The surveyor
0: is going to come out and yeah. stake out where to put the house. Um, Got and it. So, and then you're going to have to get the lot in such a way that construction equipment can get on it and get off of it, et cetera. Et cetera.
1: Okay, so once they get that all done, then they have to excavate.
0: Right, so typically uh, you're going to dig the place where the foundation goes. The foundation ultimately... Uh, has to reach below the grade so that your foundation sits on uh, solid soil that it that can support it and that it is going to sit below the frost line. So,
1: how far down is that, or does that depend? In
0: Sussex County, uh, your uh, the bottom of your foundation is generally going to sit at least 18 inches uh, below the grade, more okay. or less. But How long it
1: does it take to dig a hole?
0: Usually, like that's that. that can be done in a day or two. Now, if oh. you have a basement, it can take a little longer than that because you're digging deeper into the ground. You have to take dirt. Okay. Uh, the dirt might you might be able to keep it on the lot. You might have to take it away uh, because there's nowhere to store it.
1: Okay. So. When you put the foundation in, does it have to just c- have to go in relatively quickly after the hole is dug?
0: Um, typically, it. Yes, because you have this open hole in the ground. You don't want it to... Right. Uh, okay. It can, be a, it can be a safety hazard because it's a big hole in the ground and it's dangerous, but it can also uh, cave back in under, you know, if there's rain or something like that. So, yeah, you generally set it up to dig it and then put the foundation in kind of back-to-back.
1: Back-to-back. Okay. And so when you say put the foundation in...
0: Right. So you're going to put in a uh, what's called a footer, and the footer is the the bottom of the foundation... Um, and it is what contacts the ground. It's what holds up the entire house. Mm -hmm. On top of that is going to be a foundation wall, which can be made of concrete block. It can be poured concrete. Uh, it depends on the type of foundation. And so that is generally what the outside walls of the house sits on where Mm -hmm. most of the weight. Uh, and then there's interior parts of the foundation that hold up. Uh, parts of the load, and, and the, that can be put in. Sometimes those are steel posts. Sometimes those are concrete piers.
1: What do you mean inside so. parts, like in the perimeter? In the, the perimeter of the okay. outside walls. Okay, yes. got yes. it. And what is the footer made of?
0: The footer is usually poured concrete with uh, steel reinforced, that they call rebar, in it. Okay. Uh, and so it, that helps keep the concrete together. It helps spread out the weight. Um, and, uh, so that is generally poured in as concrete and allowed to harden. And then you either bring a poured wall, which is more poured concrete with rebar mm-hmm. inside the walls, or you bring concrete block, uh, which can also have rebar.
1: Or is one well. better than the other?
0: Um, not necessarily, uh, in, unless you're dealing with a basement, I would, uh, I don't know anybody that builds, uh, basements out of concrete block. It would take a long time. And there's just a lot of seams. There's a lot of potential for leaks. So generally in Delaware, if you're going to see a basement, it's going to be done with a poured wall. So a lot of crawl spaces can be done with either shorter poured walls Mm -hmm. uh, or done with concrete block. We do concrete block because we think it makes the walls more square. But that's a whole other podcast. So moving on. No,
1: This is great. Okay. Framing.
0: Right. So after the foundation is in and then it's backfilled, they bring in the dirt against the walls. So it kind of sits where you want it and then they're going to start to actually build what most people think is the house, which generally speaking is built out of wood.
1: Wait, when you say backfilled, sorry.
0: I'm sorry. So they, they dug this hole. The hole yeah. is a little bit bigger than the foundation, so you can fit the foundation in the hole. Okay. Well, then you have to come back and fill. Oh, okay. You just push the dirt back Push up. the dirt back in or bring the dirt back in. Okay. Um, And so that...
1: Backfill. It,
0: it's called backfill. You, you fill back in, you backfill.
1: Got the vocabulary.
0: Gotcha. So then you're going to start framing the house, and this is going to be... Wood walls. Uh, sometimes the wood walls are built on site. Sometimes they are built in a factory, which is called panelization. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are brought in and your house is framed up. And this is when a house starts to take the look uh, of a house. You start, they're, they're, they're framing out room sizes, they're framing out the exterior walls, the garage walls. Um, all these things and then ultimately as they go up they'll get to the roof and a lot of builders around here use a trust roof which is a engineered roof system that is designed by a structural engineer and it comes out and it is installed some people still will create a roof that is uh, framed on site which is uh, just different ways that the roof is done and by the time the framing's done it then has sheathing put on it so they put uh sheathing on the on the outside walls that that Creates the, the outer wall of the house and on the roof. Which right, the was, sheathing
1: is the plywood-looking thing. It's the plywood-looking
0: stuff. It's called OSB, in most Thank cases, you. oriented strand board.
1: Okay, so they're putting those boards right. up on the frame. And so
0: the rough frame, the shape of the house, by the time framing is done, mm-hmm. is there. You can see it. Okay. Um, you, and, the, and the rough dimensions of all the rooms are there, uh, and it's all just in wood studs. Uh, so you can still kind of walk through the walls and and see through the walls and all that, but it's all there.
1: I have questions. Yeah. Okay. Is there a better choice when it comes to panelized construction, panelized framing, and stick built framing?
0: Well, we would say that we're we think stick built is better. The reality is stick built slower. So if your house is being stick framed on site, it's going to take a little bit longer. The other reality is again we go back to the imperfect is your foundation is not going to be exactly 100% to the 10th of an inch, the size that it is on the plans. Uh, but if you panelize, you're going to build to the plans and those are not necessarily going to be to with, you know, the 10th of an inch, uh, either when you stick frame a house, they're going to actually stick frame off of the actual foundation that's in the ground. Um, and the plans when you panelize a house it is all off the plans and so whatever is not a hundred percent right in the foundation uh can be a, an issue and so ultimately if your house is panelized um it's going to go up quicker and that has its advantages and disadvantages mm-hmm. uh we think a little more time uh at statera is is not wasted in making sure that it is done uh, per your actual house and not just per the plans
1: okay and then also, is, are there different types or grades or levels of OSP?
0: Uh, there are. Um, Does most it matter? People, it, well, yes and no. So it, the, your subfloor is where it kind of matters. So your subfloor is what everyone calls the plywood that sits under, sits on your floor joists, but mm-hmm. sits under your finished flooring. So you can't, when your house is done, you can't see the subfloor, but when it's framed, you can. And this is usually three quarters of an inch. Thick, more or less. And um, there are inexpensive versions of, of subflooring that absorb a lot of moisture, and there are ones that are uh, structurally stronger and more resistant to moisture. And the reason why that matters is while your house is under construction, weather still weather. And so if it rains, your house that's under construction is going to get wet.
1: Uh, I see, yeah.
0: So And it's going to be exposed to dry days, to very humid days. And yeah. wood is a natural product. It absorbs moisture so um okay so that it can matter on the roof sheathing and the wall sheathing um there's probably not that that much of a big difference because if there are some irregularities in that you're not going to see it under mm-hmm. siding and roofing but if there's some irregularities when you go to put your hardwood down your hardwood's not going to be flat
1: right that's really interesting so, the f- subflooring so the subflooring
0: like does matter okay so
1: um Okay, framing, we've got, is that... Right, so you're up,
0: you're framed. Okay. It's the shape of the house.
1: Now we have closing in of house? Right,
0: so we couldn't come up with a really witty way of doing this, but this is when you're going to put the shingles on, you're going to put some type of exterior uh, vapor barrier on the house. A lot of times it'll people just say you're going to Tyvek the house. Tyvek is a brand of house wrap. Mm-hmm. Um and you're going to install the windows and the doors. And so this will make your house weather tight. You're closing your house in from the weather. So the shingles are on. There is some type of barrier to keep it moisture from coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and these, these vapor barriers, they can be things that are applied. There's brands like Typar, Tyvek uh, that you put on top of the wood. And there are things like what are called a, a zip wall that the the vapor barrier is actually uh, uh, sprayed on to the wood itself. And what this stuff does is it blocks water molecules that are water, but doesn't block water vapor. So it lets the water vapor escape from the house, but keeps the water like rain that is liquid water out. Okay. Uh, they all do the same thing in terms of that. And there's lots of arguments about which one is... Better, We use house wrap. We're not really brand specific about our house wrap mm-hmm. um, because it is tried and true and it works. And so that is done. Then your windows are put in the holes that your frame are left for the windows and your doors are put on and your roof shingles are on. So now you have a house that is gonna be, you know, 90, 95% dry on the inside from, uh, from weather. So okay. your house is closed in.
1: Okay. So, so that's our structure.
0: So that is our structure. Our structure step
1: is complete.
0: Structure step is complete. And we're moving on to? Systems. Systems. So now we're going to put all the stuff in the walls that's there that you can't see. Great. So that would be... The guts of the house. Kind of the guts of the house. Your heating and air conditioning ducts. Your plumbing, uh, piping. Your electric lines. Everything that goes... Gas. uh, Runs in gas lines if you have gas... uh, Things in the house, are you're going to have those run in the walls. Um, Low-voltage stuff like home theater wires, um, things like that. Uh, if you're going to do, like, speakers for a surround sound or a place to put a TV and you're going to run an HDMI cable or that a cable take line. a long time? Um, it, it doesn't normally take uh, a ton of time. and But, you know, these are all different contractors, right? So um, right. Yeah. we probably should have said, look, most builders um, subcontract just about all their work. So people have this idea that you know, the builder has a plumber on staff and a carpenter on staff and, and, and all of these things. They work for the builder. And that's not really how this modern process works. How this modern process works is these people are all subcontractors. Okay. And they're coming in and they're doing their specific tasks. So the plumber comes in and they do everything that has to go behind Drywall or insulation is getting done on all of those things. If you have a central vacuum, there are central vacuum piping that gets put in at that time. Your fireplace, if you have a fireplace, it has piping and electricity to it and venting. Your bathroom vents get run at this time. Uh, and all of the stuff that you can't see, but you really are going to want to be there later, gets done. Your electric box gets set. Um,
1: what about, like, that? what about... Your, hmm, if you have a bathtub or a toilet or
0: one so of those. P- the pipes are all run for that stuff. Okay. But the actual fixture, that's a plumbing fixture, the toilet and all that gets installed at the end. Okay. So.
1: Okay, so you do systems, which I'm just going to use Jackie Term's right. gut of house. Right. Got it. Okay, so that that is the gut of the house.
0: Right, and so at the end of that thing, what you're going to do is you're going to air seal your house, which is you're going to. Uh, seal up all the the penetrations in all places where air could leak uh, from the inside to the outside. Isn't,
1: what's the rating?
0: Uh, the, well, there's a HERS rating, which we've talked about, but you're right. going to have um, an air seal that is an inspection in Sussex County, Delaware. The county will, will inspect it for air seal. They want to okay. make sure that any space that is conditioned, mm-hmm. which is so heated living space or cooled living space, mm-hmm. uh, is air sealed from the outside because it's one of the best ways to save uh, energy and make your house more efficient is to keep air in and then keep outside air out.
1: That's good to know. Okay. So, so you're looking for right. that. So then inspection. you get insulation okay. and then
0: you, and there's another inspection for insulation. Okay. Um, and the insulation goes in the house and then you get drywall. Um, and that okay. happens really pretty quickly. And the drywall process, um, you know, can take a week or two because there's a lot of steps. They come and they hang the drywall and mm-hmm. they, Start to finish the joints and then they come back in and really get it looking good and smooth and wait and
1: when that. does so, so that the air seal happens before the drywall? before the
0: insulation air oh. seal then insulation okay and then drywall
1: okay, got it I, right. chronological
0: right and details. then after drywall we're going to put in our interior trim, so these are your interior doors, these are like baseboard, crown molding. Uh, window trim, anything. Wait, is that finishes? That's finishes. This okay. is the start of the stuff you're going to see. Okay, so now wait. the drywall's on.
1: So drywall is in systems? Or are you just like, just what is that gray area? It's There's three we just area. named? Okay. Right. Okay, so we're going on to finishes.
0: We're going on to finishes. Yay, Sorry. this is the pretty stuff. This is the stuff that everybody knows. Great. Right? So at Statera, what we'll do is we'll install your trim in your doors. Okay. And then after that, we're going to paint the whole house and the trim. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's already done. And then after that, we're going to start a lot of time after, once we get it painted, it's going to depend on what the customer has selected. So, so in very rough terms, you're going to have your flooring installed, you're going to have your kitchen installed, uh, then you're going to have your countertops installed. And once your countertops are in, then we're going to come in and we're going to finish all of the, electric and the plumbing. So that's mm-hmm. your flooring's in, your countertops are in. Now the plumber comes back and puts all the faucets in, the toilets, the oh, okay. uh, everything that gets done so that by the time he's done, the plumbing works. The gas, if you have gas, comes in, they hook up your fireplace. If you have a gas uh, uh, range, they're going to hook up gas to that, to, to your tankless water heater. They're going to hook up the electric and install all your light fixtures, all the recessed lights, all the hanging things, Uh, and put all the plugs in the holes where they left so that when they're done, you've got hot and cold water, you've got electricity, you've got light fixtures. And then after that, we're talking about appliances. In the meantime, on the outside of the house, in the finishes, uh, they're putting on the siding, uh, stone if it has stone, and then starting to do the landscaping, uh, sidewalks and lead walks if you need all that, irrigation systems, Uh, outdoor pavers or concrete patios all get done so that all of that kind of happens at the end. There's a huge flurry of activity. And we get this all the time. People are, they'll come into their house and we're telling them they're ready. Their house is going to be ready in a month. And they look around and they think, well, the kitchen is done, but there's no countertops and there's no electricity and there's no HVC. And they're like, you're Mm -hmm. not going to be done in a month. And we're like, no, we're going to be done in a month because all of these things just kind of show up at the end. Right. Um, And, that's what happens, and it's always yeah. kind of a scramble at the end, and that's a lot of builders, and so the amount of work that people can get done in a house uh, is usually shocking to the people that are, that are actually buying the house uh, towards the end because everybody shows up at the end and does their thing, and, and so you go, you know, in a day, you go from a house that has no toilets and no faucets to a house that has all of its toilets and its faucets, and it has working hot and cold water in a day. Mm-hmm. And people keep just thinking, well, you know, it takes me four hours to change out a faucet in my house. Right. It's like, yeah, you don't do that every yeah. day, <laughs> yeah, do you?
1: Well, there's such an emotional aspect to um, right. I need my house done.
0: Right. And I want them to take their time. And so, you right. know.
1: Done correctly and done.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we have customers that alternatively say, you know, hey, you need to build my house faster. And then, hey, you're building it too fast because then I feel like it's not going to be good.
1: Right. Well, the building process isn't linear. That's one thing I've learned. It is not
0: linear, and it is imperfect. There's probably a 100 different men and women that are going through your house from start to finish by the time it's done. So those people are... are, That is quite an amount of orchestration that has to go on, and the Mm -hmm. things have to get done uh, right. And so that goes back to trusting your builder. But I think you now kind of have an outline, and now we're done...
1: Do we do commissioning?
0: No, and so that's what we're getting okay. to, right? So then we what in Statera we call the commissioning process, and what that is is, hey, you're going to move in, mm-hmm. you might find some stuff that still needs to be corrected, and we have a warranty department, and so it goes back to that same thing. You got to you have to trust the builder because your relationship with the builder does not end when they hand you the keys. A, there's warranties, and the warranties mm-hmm. are, should have been a factor in how you, your decision to use that builder, mm-hmm. uh, but also there is there's going to be stuff. There's a, a doorknob that was loose. There is, you know, a place where the paint isn't quite uh, right. Uh, there are things that happen. There are regular manufacturing things. You can get a bum hot water heater. And that's the fun of buying a new house is when you move into it and you have a bum hot water heater, you make a phone call and somebody comes in and makes it work and they don't send you a bill. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what you're paying for is you're paying for new and new that works. So, um, that commissioning process uh with us, we continue in a relationship for for up to a year, making sure that uh, that things are done right that are to people's satisfactions and look there's limitations on that. we have a very long warranty uh manual that everybody has in the in this business, right. and so you have to read that because that's what gets followed, but it goes back to the you have to know when you're moving into your house that that is not the end of your relationship,
1: right? And you have to know that the, the builder is going to be there. The
0: builder is going to come back yeah. and uh, and own it because the builder's imperfect. And so if you're saying, "I don't want anything done wrong on my house," so of course you don't. Like who does? The builder Who's, doesn't
1: either. Right. Yeah, the builder yeah. doesn't. The
0: builder doesn't want to come back, but it's just it's the nature of having a hundred imperfect people come in and out and try to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. So if ninety-seven of those people do their job perfectly, you have three problems. Right. But you may or may not discover before you move in, right? We're going to run the dishwasher and make sure the dishwasher works, but we're not going to run the dishwasher with dirty dishes, right? Because we don't have dirty dishes in your house. You're going to have to run the dishwasher. And if there's an issue, uh, then you're going to have to uh, let us know. uh, You have to fix it. And so... Yeah, and the and the the right builder is going to talk about that up front and say, here's our warranty process and here's our warranty. Mm-hmm. And the builder that doesn't have that is is one I would be really careful about because they're not they're going to they're imperfect too, and if they don't have a plan for commissioning, um, then they don't have a plan for dealing with reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's you know we yeah. we like to deal in reality, so yes, right. Yeah. So there you go. So now you've got.
1: You just have an idea.
0: An idea. How is this supposed to go, right?
1: Well, yeah. I know it doesn't sound crazy technical, but it just gives you a little peace of mind.
0: Gives you, that's right. Makes you just a little educated. And so, you know, so another myth would be like sometimes you're going to walk up to your house and nothing's being done that day. There's nobody there. Mm -hmm. And that's, oh my God, there's no one at my job. Right. And I would want to know why first. Keep calm. Keep calm because you trust the builder, right? right? The builder yeah. needs your house to be done just like you do. They right. make money selling house, finished houses. Correct. So so that's a thing. So that's just make sure you trust that person.
1: So. Yeah. Great. Good job.
0: So that's a lot of information. That was a lot. A little bit of a fire hose uh, type of a podcast.
1: I think we keep doing that. We keep fire hosing.
0: Fire hosing. Well, so. Probably. So this is the So You Want to Build a House podcast. I'm Scott Daly.
1: And I'm Jackie Kowaleski.
0: We hope you have a great day. So You Want to Build a House is brought to you by Statera Homes. Statera Homes is a craft home builder in southern Delaware. This builder finds value in working with you to build a home that is the perfect fit for your lifestyle. Statera truly sets themselves apart from other builders in the area. To find out more, visit their website, www.staterahomes.com. That's S-T-A-T-E-R-A-H-O-M-E-S dot com or call their model home at area code 302-329-8881. That's 302-329-8881. Music from this podcast was by the band Defining Parallel from their recent single, Painted Lives. Thank you for listening to So You Wanna Build a House. To stay updated on the most recent episodes, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you found it to begin with, or check out Statera Homes website, which is again, www.staterahomes.com. Thank you very much.